Hello, Doug. Hello, Lindsay. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Yeah. Good, good. It's cold again. Yes. I feel like uh, with the snowmageddon potentially happening this weekend. No, that's not happening. Oh, man. <laughs> I am I am pretty excited for snow, though. It yeah. was it was good to see snow Sunday morning. Juniper thought it was Christmas. She did? Yeah, it's my four-year-old. Oh, man. <laughs> she thought it was Christmas all over again. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It, feel, it felt... that Someone actually mentioned that on Sunday. They're like, it reminded me of a Christmas snow. I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so, uh, Lindsay, I feel like you, we can actually start with you uh, gloating uh, yes, over something that... Yes, I told that you so. You did, you did. That should be a new segment. I told you so. Yeah, I told you so. <laughs> no, but I'm so excited. We got, um, you got you guys um, told us this week about how much money we raised for our partners um, across the world, um, and I... I said we could raise enough money for them to support children for two years, and we did it. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. And, I, yeah, it was funny. As soon as I got that number, I thought to myself, Lindsay was right. <laughs> I just, we need to trust you more. I should have uh, thought bigger, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, maybe if you, anyways. But, yeah, it was, so, it was really encouraging just, I think, to see, um, yeah, just to know that the little gifts that we had and the, and even the, the little or big ways that we trusted God mm-hmm. is moving outside of us. And I really appreciate something Ben and I've been talking about a bit, uh, quite a bit is how in the last three months, Renew has raised over $10,000 and none of it has gone to yeah, us. That's amazing. And for a, for a church, you know, for a church like us, I'm just so grateful that that is, that's been the normal story yeah. of like our existence mm-hmm. and, and how we see God blessing uh, the community through our hands, whether it's a local community or the global community. Yeah. So super excited. And our other big news is we brought Ben on full time. Yeah. Poor man's probably been working full time hours. Yes. And we're finally paying him yes. what he's worth. <laughs> yeah. It's really it's really interesting to think that in in since Renew started, we've never had two full time yeah, pastors. Yeah, it's an exciting um, time for Renew. Yeah, it's really exciting for me because it frees <laughs> me up to have more opportunities to to be able to focus on some of the other things that I get to do. Yeah. Uh, and to think more about vision and and also just to work with Ben. It's been so good. And just super thankful for the way that the community responded. Um, it was just really encouraging. Um, and yeah, it's been a pretty wild ride. Uh, it was really interesting to hear someone mention the other day how uh, a newer couple has been coming for about eight months and a few weeks ago was the first time that they heard Renew was in the midst of a major transition from <laughs> JR to yeah. you know, myself and Ben. That's how smooth it was. That's how smooth it was. <laughs> right? And I'm like, God, you've been so good. And so, yeah, yeah our elders are awesome. You yes. know, we're just so appreciative of the way they've been leading mm-hmm. uh, in this year. And yeah, so anyways, we're excited about our opportunity for this evening. Uh, we have a, a friend of ours, uh, Mark, who's here with us from Access Services, and he's going to talk with us a lot about a whole bunch of different things, but specifically, we're going to be having a conversation around homelessness. Welcome, Mark. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. I'm really glad you're here. So I, I look at you guys on the website and I see what you're doing and I stalk you a little bit. So it's, you're a good church. I really like what you're doing and I, I like your intentionality here in Lansdale. So yeah. it's really cool to, to be here and to talk to you tonight. Yeah. So I was really fortunate. I met Mark um, a few times, but specifically a few, about a month ago, we met over at uh, Lanza United Methodist to talk about Code Blue, which mm. some folks uh, who are part of Lansdale community know and some folks don't, but it is a, uh, it's a, it is 
a opportunity for folks who have, who are living homeless on cold nights have a chance to stay somewhere, and that is at the Lutheran Church down the street, um, Trinity Lutheran. And so, yeah, so Mark kind of got some of our the key leaders in Lansdale together to, to talk to us about homelessness, to talk to us about Code Blue, and to help network us. And Mark, I think that's what I really appreciated about you when I had the chance to just hear your heart is you have a big heart to network and to help churches see ways that we're doing these things together. And it's bigger than just, hey, put, push this person over here mm. and get this person there. But there's a holistic picture that I think you really bring to this conversation. So tell us a bit about yourself and and the work that you do and, and all that good stuff. Sure. So um, I've been in Access for a really long time. Um, I I started there in 1982. Mm. Um, and in that, in that in those days, all we had were uh, our, our services were a couple of group homes um, mm. for folks with intellectual disabilities right here in Lansdale. Mm. Um, uh, we've grown a lot since then. We're, you can look us up on the web, um, <laughs> accessservices.org. Um, and over the time, as we've grown, my, my job has changed a lot. And currently, uh, for the last 15 or so years, my job has been uh, the, pro- the director of program development. So what, mm. that's, what that means for us is that... Um, I help start up new programs, and then I sort of sort of hang with them, stay mm. attached to them for a little while. Uh, so uh, our newest program is about a year and about three or four months old, and that's our, our homeless outreach program. So it's in Montgomery County. It serves the whole county. And the idea of that, our, our job is to find folks when they are first homeless or when they first come to everybody's attention the, mm. of the service system, the housing system, and sort of figure out what their story is, what they need, um, mm. help them get um, signed up for the mm. services that they're eligible for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, our, our motto a little bit is this is going to take a little bit of time, so you're going to be here. And so mm. how do we help you? where you are right now, live safely, live comfortably, mm. um, sort of get your needs met in this, in this transition period of time while you're, while you're outside. How are you, how are you doing out here? Um, so that's sort of the service. Um, and the cool part of my, that I think about my job is that I get to sort of hang out on the edges of that. Um, what's the service, the edges of the service system and where does the community in, in, in that sort of in that picture? Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of part of the, the conversation that we had a month ago uh, about Code Blue. Um, we, we said, well, you know, you have Trinity Lutheran who's, who's been hosting this Code Blue, mm-hmm. uh, sir, uh, Code Blue Nights um, for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a volunteer church organization. Mm-hmm. The, the, the folks that help out aren't all members there, but they're all members from the local community. How do we just reach out as a service Mm-hmm. to the rest of the community and yeah. say, you have homelessness in Lansdale. Mm-hmm. And how do you want to help some of the members of your community who are happening to live outside and help them in particularly hard times? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a community level kind of thing yeah. with members in a local community. And how do we join together as a community? Mm. And that's not on a program description for a service. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not in the proposal that we wrote. It's, it's sort of, it hangs on the periphery, but yeah. I believe yeah. It's the most important part mm. um, because um, a, a lot of times we want a service to be able to meet everybody's needs. And usually it can be helpful for a portion of that, but it doesn't really meet all the needs that a person has. And, and that's certainly the case that, that we see when somebody's experiencing homelessness. Mm. So so that's the cool part of my job. And so yeah. I, so that's how we sort of crossed paths that we were intentional about how do we meet up with folks in Lansdale who would mm-hmm. have a heart, a desire 
to help, maybe are already helping. I know you guys have, you know, <laughs> dinners that people come to. You, mm-hmm. you, you've crossed paths with some mm-hmm. of the folks who are living outside in Lansdale. So yeah. how do we just sort of make all those connections and sort of get on the same page and share vision? Yeah, and yeah. I, I think it's really, it, it can be a very delicate conversation because for some people, my, my sense is they don't want to recognize that there is homelessness. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Within yeah. a community. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like in some ways you're probably fighting a lot of stigmas and preconceived ideas and what that means. And yeah, I mean, so how, how has it been even for you as you've been talking about this and on the margins of things, like what are some things that you've come in contact with in that? Yeah. Um, I was, I was in a conversation with a police officer in a, in a neighboring location. Um, and the statement was made that we don't have homeless people in our community mm. and Behind him, by about 50 yards, was a person in their vehicle. And I know that that person lives in that vehicle. So mm-hmm. so one of, one of the things in, in a county like Montgomery County is is homelessness is hidden mm-hmm. in a lot of places. There's there's pockets where you go and you see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's lots of, of places in the community where, or, or different different neighborhoods where mm-hmm. it's, it's really hidden. And yeah. so, um, and, and unfortunately, um, a lot of times people have to, be a little bit invisible to survive, mm. which then sort of diminishes them as a person mm-hmm. because I, I have to, but survival is, so I have to put my tent someplace where nobody will see it. Or mm. I have to, you know, so I, I have to practice. Mm. There's a, a really good, um, on Facebook, there's, you could look it up. It's called invisible people. Mm. And the guy, it's a, it's a gentleman who videos people about their story, but the idea is they're invisible mm-hmm. because, because of the nature of homelessness. Mm. And so, um, he's, setting out to help them tell their story and be more visible to the community. So that's, wow. that's a big part of it. Um, I think people have a lot of misconceptions about what homelessness is about. I think our stereotype is that there's a person who has a mental illness or is using drugs or uh, has an, is an alcoholic or both. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's what homelessness is about. Um, and the, the statistics are really pretty staggering around families and homelessness and children and mm. homelessness. Mm. So nationally, about one in th- every thirty ch- kid, uh, every thirty child, uh, children is is homeless. One wow. in thirty. One in thirty. So wow. two point five million, a little bit over that. Um, so we don't think of that statistic. We don't think about families, but it it, it ha- a lot of families are are, are homeless, um, and. Um, it's important that we th- we think really pretty locally about what homelessness means to us that's different from another county or mm. another city. So mm. in 2008, 2009, there was the, the sort of that recession that, mm-hmm. that hit. Um, so there were people who lost jobs in the pharmaceutical industries. They were mm-hmm. living in pretty expensive houses and all of a sudden they got upside down on their mortgage mm-hmm. and they, they were stuck. And so we were taking some of our youth group kids from our church to a local food pantry and the woman who was teaching us about that said, you will see some students, some, some guys that you know from school, some of your classmates will come into this food pantry. Mm. So it doesn't look like it might look mm-hmm. um, yeah. in a mm-hmm. highly, like in Philadelphia or, mm-hmm. or in Allentown. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty important for us to know what does homelessness look like? And mm-hmm. for, for this conversation, what does it look like in Lansdale? Yeah. Like we can define that a little bit mm-hmm. um, as, because it's part of the, the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'll say is just about how we think about homelessness is um, usually in, in some conversation, it doesn't take too long before somebody will say, well, you know, but some people choose to be out there. 
Um, I have not met mm. that person, to be <laughs> honest. They're not. No. Really, yeah. um, and, and sometimes a person might choose not to go into a shelter. There's a mm. lot of good reasons mm-hmm. to not go in a shelter mm-hmm. or they, they choose not to accept the help that you're offering. And there's probably good reasons for that, mm. but it's complex. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we, we were talking about this the other day at lunch, you know, um, if somebody's drinking, they have a, they, you know, you go see them and there's an open beer. Well, mm. are they under the bridge because they drank and they got under the bridge or are they drinking because they live mm. under a bridge and they can't take it anymore? Mm. So when you mix in hopelessness and despair mm. and those things, the, the issue of my struggles, my mental health, um, my, my substance use, it gets more complex. It's not just about that thing. It's yeah. about how hard my life is mm-hmm. and, and what I need to sort of get help to get back on track. And that's not usually easy or quick or linear it's mm. yeah it's, it's, it's pretty messy yeah um so i i think that's just um i the the antidote my personal antidote yeah. to all those big questions about mm-hmm. what what causes homelessness or what's that mm-hmm. about is to be with a person and say what's your story mm-hmm. like is, there might be mm-hmm. a lot of big big idea reasons for homelessness but you have one mm-hmm. and so Beautiful. let's figure figure mm-hmm. out what that is there's mm-hmm. a there's a guy brian stevenson um who wrote a book just mercy mm-hmm. um He's a, a lawyer. He's a, a big activist. Um, and he, he does TED Talks. And mm. or I don't know if it's a TED Talk, but it's on YouTube. But he's, he talks about proximating. And he said, we need to get proximate with people. Mm. He said, when we do that, the first thing is that we have to be uncomfortable. It makes us uncomfortable, <laughs> but we have to do mm. a little bit of discomfort yeah. to get proximate mm. with a person. Mm-hmm. But when we're intentional... I need to be with you. I need to hang out with you. I need to learn from you what's going on. What happens is it changes our narrative. Mm. Yeah. What we believe to be true about a thing changes mm-hmm. when we start to be personally connected to the people who experience that thing. So when I'm with people who spend their life outside, it changes how I think about homelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we can talk sort of in an abstract way. I have my, I had my own conceptions about that, mm-hmm. but they get adjusted when, when I'm with people. Mm. Yeah. And so that's my, my personal antidote to that. And that's what I suggest to people. Mm. If you, yeah. And, and it's a most, it's, it's probably the most helpful thing that you can do to somebody yeah. for somebody is to just be with them and find out, connect with them. There's always something so unique about the way Jesus approaches people. It, it almost, I feel like Jesus would know their name yeah. and, and introduce mm-hmm. himself Mm-hmm. before he yeah. would talk, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. but there's something about that idea of proximity of yeah. being in proximity with people and realizing that sometimes, it, yeah, it is really uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it's like, what's going to happen? What right. could, I but, don't know. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think, I think it's hard because sometimes we can allow that fear to continue to, to kind of keep us at safe distance from yeah. folks mm-hmm. who, who probably, I mean, who honestly just need a friend or just mm-hmm. for someone to say hi or hello or good morning, but, but to, to hear stories. I mean, I think, yeah, that that's changed to actually hear someone's story changes everything. Yep. Brene Brown mm-hmm. has yeah. a real mm-hmm. good thing on uh, empathy. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. short, it's a short mm-hmm. little clip. Um, and there's a line towards the end of it and I might not get it right, but it's your response isn't what really helps somebody. Mm. Like what you say, the exact words that you say, it's your connection mm-hmm. with the person, the, the mm-hmm. empathy, the connection that you have with that person is what affects them. And so it affects you too. You can't, yeah. you can't do that without yeah. some sticking to you. I was, I was trying to figure out sort of even, even before we started the, 
the service of mm -hmm. the homeless outreach. I was trying to figure out like what's out here and, and how might we mm. orient ourselves to what's going on. Yeah. And so I was just going out and hanging out for a little bit. And two Decembers ago, I started going down to Norristown first thing on Sunday morning because mm. I realized people sleep in on Sundays because the businesses aren't open, mm -hmm. the services aren't open, mm -hmm. there's not places to go. They don't have to get out from where they're sleeping. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's relaxed. Mm. And because there aren't really services around, when you go into that space, you, you can't go in. A, like it's, it's a, just a, it changes. It's tangibly different. Mm. So mm. I, I bring coffee and breakfast. And um, so I, start to, I started to call it First Church just because it was <laughs> the first thing I did. And, and it felt, it felt like I, it just felt something more than just mm. Going mm -hmm. and hang like it was intentional, and it just felt this is my Sunday mm -hmm. morning, and, and yeah. I would be preparing to worship later. And it was just, it mm. just felt like first. So I started mm. calling it that. And then one day I went under this railroad bridge mm. um, where some Mexican folks are, are, mm. were living, mm -hmm. and most of them were, were um, undocumented. Mm -hmm. And so life was just really, really hard. Um, and I had gotten to know them a little bit. I don't speak Spanish. So we sort of figured things out. But this one day I walked under there and there's a, a guy standing there and his name is uh, Heiner. And I'm like, what are you like, what are you doing here? And he said, well, I go, I go to church up in Bluebell. It's a Spanish speaking church. Hmm. And I said, well, how did you figure out this bridge? And he said, I, I take the train to work wow. and I, I keep seeing these guys going under the bridge. So I decided I should come down here and figure wow. out what's going on down here. So, <laughs> so he would, he had his Bible and, and we'd, he would start talking to him about, he would read the Bible wow. and he'd start talking. And then, and then a couple of weeks later, there's six or seven people and there's another guy named Alex <laughs> and he's a chaplain from a church, a Spanish speaking church down in the city. And he was an illegal immigrant from Guatemala Wow! and he's, he's now legal, but he, he told me his story or parts of it about walking. It took him a month. He, he was in a ditch with with some snakes and he thought he was oh going to die. He was in a box truck and he wasn't sure if he was going to make it across. Like oh. he lived this. And so, um, so Alex was standing under the bridge with me one day and he said, you know, it's good to go to church, mm. but God wants us out here. Yeah. It seems very definitely that was God appointed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it became first church. Yeah. Literally, wow. um, there's a, one of the, one of the men passed away in mm. May and, um, he he got sick. They called an ambulance. They took him to the mm -hmm. hospital. I didn't know this. I I was we were called because the coroner was trying to figure out locate next of kin. Mm. So they said, Mark, can you go out? You know these guys. Can you go out? And so I got there and realized that they didn't know that he had passed away. Oh, and no. so there was this moment where I'm the one I I I didn't realize that I was telling them the, the news. And and then so we had this moment. It was mm. it was very it's a hard moment. But then the next Sunday. I came back down. So this was like a Friday and mm -hmm. I came back down on a Sunday and there were 35 or 40 people underneath this bridge. They all knew him Aww. and they were having a service and Alex was there and Heiner oh. was there <laughs> and they were having a full on memorial service for their friend wow. under the bridge. Mm -hmm. um, the, they got swept. They got cleared mm -hmm. out in July. So all their stuff got thrown out. They're sort of scattered. They're still in Narstown, mm -hmm. but under that bridge, yeah. there's a candle mm -hmm. To, uh, from Our Lady uh, of Guadalupe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a candle mm -hmm. that was in, they lit in that service and mm -hmm. they they overlooked it. It's still like this. <laughs> oh, it, wow. Yeah. So I go, it's like, it feels sacred. Like, yeah. I, don't, I can't, I can't, yeah. it's, but it For feels sure. like I go there every once in a while and I just, I have a picture of it, but, mm. yeah. but it's just like this little moment 
of like a very spiritual mm. thing in mm-hmm. all of this stuff yeah. Um, yeah and all of the things that surround it people don't want yeah. them there and all that stuff yeah 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 i feel like that's that's so important for us i mean as people who follow jesus to realize that we should expect church to show up in these places that mm-hmm. we don't ever expect mm-hmm. you know that god's presence is not restricted to a building, Mm -hmm. but yet it happens underneath bridges Mm -hmm. and these homeless communities and and how God just draws people to that. Yeah. So I think, you know, with that, how did this kind of start for you? Um, So I've I've worked for a long time with people with all sorts of different kinds of struggles, I would Mm -hmm. say, you know, mental health issues, kids, adults, um, intellectual disabilities, just different kinds of things, drug Mm -hmm. and alcohol issues. And homelessness is just a place where all of those things show up. So mm. it's sort of, mm-hmm. I have a background in some of those things, but I, but, and I don't, I can't really explain it, but mm. there's a, I have, a, there's, I'm sort of intrigued by sort of how does this happen? How does it, mm. how do people show up? And that, um, I, I love being outdoors and I love <laughs> camping. And so I'm actually like, so part of me says like, how do you do, how do you do this? Like, and mm. are you, are you doing it well? Do you need a better tent? Like, mm. like, like so there's, there's just a couple pieces, um, I had waited for a long time for the opportunity. Um, mm. And it's, you know, it materialized when it was time, but mm-hmm. but we, I would see people that we would serve people with a mental health issue and they're living in an apartment and they lose their apartment, they become homeless. And, mm. and then we're like, we, we can't serve them or we don't know how to serve them. Mm. So mm-hmm. sort of it, a lot of things sort of came together mm-hmm. at a certain, and this is sort of the melting pot, mm. I guess, of, of a lot of, a, a lot of, past experience to to bring it into a location it's just, uh, homelessness is is, mm-hmm. is ge- geographic yeah um, uh, the, our services are usually mobile and spread out but mm-hmm. homelessness exists in a, in a space and so yeah um it's just it i've been fascinated by it and also saying how do how do we get to that mm. how do yeah. we get to that group mm-hmm. of people our our agency started with the mission of of helping meet unmet needs mm-hmm. and so there's mm-hmm. been that too like this is seems like it's a big gap yeah yeah how do we get into that gap Mm. there's a program that you guys do called street outreach where they can call a phone number yep and uh so walk us through like what that looks like for someone who's facing homelessness for the first i mean i'm sure you get calls like that where it's like a first time like hey i just got kicked out of my apartment yep yeah so the the number now is 211 okay Mm. and and when you call that number, you, you'll get a, a, you know, an operator and then that person will walk you through an interview and they'll ask you just some basic screening questions. You know, you know, how old are you and do you have health concerns or, you know, just some, some demographic information and, and sort of where you are. Um, and then when, they, when they do that, then they show up in a, in a database that we, that, that the outreach program has and, and all actually all the services. So the rehousing folks, the, all the, the other associated services get that work mm. off that same database. So your information's in there. And then we, um, we see that and we make contact with you. And so somebody would come out and meet, meet with you wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, sometimes that first contact is, is we have to figure out where you are, where you, where you go often. Mm. Um, cell phones are great. Um, cell phones get stolen, they get broken, mm. they get chargers, get lost. Like, so that sometimes it gets hard, but, but we would meet with you and figure out um, 
what's going on, what your story is, verify the fact that you're, that you're homeless and then say, okay, so what, what services might you be eligible for and how do we get you into that queue? Because, mm-hmm. because there's a waiting list for most of those services mm-hmm. and then say, okay, how do we stay with you? How do we hang with you while mm-hmm. this is happening to make sure you're okay? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of practical things, um, gear or, or, um, you know, shoes, clothing, mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of thing. We give out a lot of coats and gloves and, and hats mm-hmm. and, and sleeping bags, tents, tarps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what what practical things do we need? Um, where do you need to be? We, we we're we're working on getting better at paying attention to your health needs. Mm-hmm. Like, so, um, do you get to a doctor? Have you been to a doctor? How how are you doing right now? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of folks who are homeless wait till they can't wait any longer and then get themselves to an ER, which mm-hmm. is really just not a good ongoing healthcare strategy, no. but it's what they yeah. have. So we're trying to get better at, at how do we, how do we deal with that? Um, mm. But our goal is to sort of be with you during and sort of hang on to you. Like, mm-hmm. like, um, and so walking, if, if you're a first time, if this is your first time out, you probably don't know how to do this. So mm-hmm. um, there was a last year during the code blue, there was a, a young guy, he was 19 mm. and we got a call and they said we can get him to Trinity, but he, he's never, this has never happened to him before. Mm. He doesn't know what to do. And so I texted two, two of the guys that I knew and I said, this, this young man's going to be showing up. I want you to take care of him. Mm. And so I showed up at seven in the morning and met all three of them and they, and they met me at the door and said, we took care of him. Mm. <laughs> so it is a community and, yeah. and, but, but helping you figure out how do I do this and who, who's safe, who's good. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yesterday. I, there was a, a guy, um, and I, I said to another guy that I know, I introduced him and I said, will you walk him down to the spot behind the courthouse mm-hmm. where it's pretty safe? Cause mm-hmm. he doesn't know where to, he doesn't know where to put his sleeping bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so just the real practicality of, of how are you going to be homeless? Well, yeah. uh, as well as possible. That yeah. sounds like a sort of an oxymoron, right. but, mm-hmm. but how, how are you going to do that? Cause you're going to be here for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. I love two things that you just said about one about you guys hanging on to people, I just think that's so beautiful. And I think that um, is such a God image of Mm -hmm. him hanging on to us and then you encouraging people and coming alongside them and hanging on to them as Mm -hmm. well when they're in this really hard space. And also that you're encouraging other homeless people to take care of each other. I think that's another beautiful picture. Just as we think a little bit, sort of shifting gears a little more practically, you know, I feel like there's a hunger to say, how can, how can we help? Like my, my, mm. my prayer and my hope is that at the end of this podcast, uh, we'll get some emails just saying, Hey, this is really just pulled at a heartstring mm-hmm. and, and I really mm-hmm. long to, to be present and to help in whatever way. And so like, what are some really practical ways that Renew can be invested in this conversation yeah. and, and may, you know, maybe be the hands and feet of Jesus in some way, shape or form. I mean, to the homeless population in Lansdale um, yeah. specifically, which mm-hmm. I think is probably a little more hidden than mm-hmm. it would be in Norristown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Parts of it. Yeah. 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 So what, what are some ways that we, you know, we could be invested in this conversation or. Well, helping? one of the things I, I want to, I, I know that you guys have a, 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 a meal, a community meal. And I think that's a one, one good thing to do is just sort of build on what you're already doing. Yeah. I know that you have people. So, so sort of intent, 
you know, when you have people, when you are getting proximate with people, say, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. Can I come see where you are? Is, is that too scary? Mm-hmm. Or is it, can mm-hmm. I come see where, can I give you something that would help your, your encampment or, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, or even just, just getting, being really intentional about relationship building with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, figuring out, um, I tell our, I, one of the things we talk about in our outreach staff is, is personalize it. So, mm-hmm. so um, I have a picture of a, a a young woman holding a pink blanket. She, she needed a blanket. I said, I'll, let me see if I can get something at the thrift store. Um, I can't. And I, she said my favorite blanket growing up was a pink blanket. I love mm. that blanket. So mm. of course in the thrift store, mm-hmm. I find a pink blanket. Oh. And I, mm-hmm. so she, she told me the other day, I bumped into her. I hadn't seen her in a while. She goes, I still had that blanket. Mm. Wow. So personalize, figuring out with a person what their, what their mm. story is and what's important mm-hmm. to them. And then the next time you see them have that thing, like that for somebody to know, mm that you thought about them when, when you weren't with them mm. and you don't have to think about them, but you did. Mm-hmm. And you thought about them to the point that you did something intentional on mm-hmm. their behalf because you knew it would be important to them. Yeah. We get that with each other a lot, mm. but, but if I'm living outside and I don't, I don't have much mm-hmm. getting something that means way more than, than what it sort of costs. Yeah. If you, if that makes sense. So, yeah. so you have some folks that you're, you're intersecting with, um, mm going down and spending some time down at Mana because mm-hmm. there's people who go into that space a lot mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, buying them a cup of coffee at the, the mm-hmm. common, you know, at the, yeah. the common grounds coffee or uh, is that what yeah. it's called? I think that's what it's mm-hmm. called. Um, starting and that's a now in the YMCA building. Down. Yeah. So it's in that yeah. space. Mm-hmm. The other just thing for is anybody who doesn't can, know. <laughs> oh yeah. Right, if you <laughs> don't know, here I am talking <laughs> like I forgot. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, the, and the other thing is you, they serve lunch every day and you can just go back mm to where they serve lunch and sit down. You can have lunch. They'll serve you lunch. They, they don't, there's no. Well, they, I would feel bad. Like no, no, there's lunch. plenty of <laughs> yeah. food. And so, so one of the things I, if I've eaten, I just go, I go get a cup of coffee and I sit. But if you sit mm. back in there, hey, how's everybody mm. doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I always bring something. Like there's, mm. there's a granola bar or there, there's something. So like, mm-hmm. does anybody need anything? Um, mm. So that's another. So you have places where you could just intentionally go. Mm. Mm be in mm. and you will create relationships out mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, another really practical thing because of right now it's cold. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really cold this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, getting, jumping on board with the work that Trinity's doing yeah. is, is, is just a huge help. Mm-hmm. I, n- I know that they are looking for volunteers yeah. mm. um, because it's, it, you know, it's, it, it, not everybody can come each time and, yeah. and you know, you have to work on schedules and, yeah. and all that stuff. So, um, the, the guy who sort of coordinates it is Joe Toy, also lives close by. I don't know exact yeah. his address, but mm-hmm. he's in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's a really good guy. And and people can, he said, people can just contact me directly. Yeah. He has mm. an email. I can get that to you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but that would be huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they have people, they need help in the evening. You mm-hmm. go over actually to the space. Yep. You would be paired up. If somebody really wants to try it because I don't know what I'm doing, it's right. okay. <laughs> um, you would be paired up with somebody who's a veteran who's been doing this for a while. Yeah. Um, they have some, it's sort of a little training on the job, but it's not hard. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it, it's a little bit of that discomfort. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know exactly. But um, it's a really actually cool thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, um, they do a great job. It's yep. um, um, one of one of my homeless friends said, I he said, this is going to be cool. He's inside now. But last year. 
I used to come and get him in, in, in the morning and take him back mm. down to Norristown. And he said, you know, on these Code Blues days, maybe I'll just go up there just to see everybody. Like, like yeah. it's, it's, it's about connection yeah. too. It's yeah. a really cool place. So, so that would be really huge. Is yeah. there opportunities um, there for men and women to volunteer? Yes, Is yes. there, are they- so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's only, it's a men only shelter, okay. but okay. they have men and women volunteers. Okay. Women, they always have men and women together, mm-hmm. right. And in, in mm-hmm. terms of volunteers. Yeah. So, um, it's safe. Okay. Um, um, and, and like I said, you, you get paired with somebody who's a veteran. Mm-hmm. So that's comforting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I thought what was so cool about the conversation around code blue as well is that like, there are multiple churches that are, that send volunteers yeah. there. It's mm. not just, and mm. even that, you know, they were saying it's not really a Trinity Lutheran thing. That's right. like mm. where the, like it's they yeah. love, they happen to have the building. They love it, yeah. to give that building. And, and I yeah. think, I think both of the folks that kind of run it are members at Trinity, but, mm. but I, you know, it was really cool talking with the guys from Lanzo UMC yeah. Yeah, right. who, you know, they were right. like talking about how great it is and, right. you know, but also that there is this great need yeah. for more volunteers. Cause yeah, mm. they have three shifts. They have a, they have an e- early an e- early evening, evening shift, right? and then they have an overnight, overnight shift, and then a morning, morning shift. shift. Mm. Right. And they like to have three. I think it was three people yeah. on at each shift. Yeah. Mm. Which, um, yeah, and and I guess because they said on times when they can't get people, they just won't they open. They can't oh, open if they don't have the people. Can't do that. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's a, yeah, it's a, you know, mm. it's a logistical thing that they right. have to sort of overcome. Yeah, it was really cool. I didn't know when when we had that meeting. We said, let's just. We have to start somewhere. Yeah. So can mm-hmm. we just meet and see what happens? Mm. And so I didn't know that those two gentlemen were going to come. Yeah. And they were from, they weren't from Trinity. They were yeah. from that church and they've mm. been doing it for years, yeah. eight or mm. nine years. So, yeah. so there's in our, in the local community here, yep. there are some veterans at that thing yeah. and they would love to help have people yeah. help them. So yeah. that, that's a real practical yeah. thing. And I found out my fifth grade teacher huh. uh, is one of the guys that, that volunteers there on a, on a regular basis, which I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> can't wait to hang out with Mr. Right. Stevenson. Right. Um, right. But yeah, I just it, you probably it, owe him a book report. I, yeah, <laughs> I definitely do owe him a book report. Um, but yeah, I just I think that's something that's so cool is that it 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 seems to over arc and be another space where folks really jump in. I mean, it it it's just this beautiful expression, and mm-hmm. and I just appreciate the fact that it's it's already happening. Right. It's like we don't have to invent right. the wheel. Right. We just need to help be the grease yeah. and the you know the folks that are just joining in with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's really great. And again, I think some of it, it even attaches back to what we talked about a bit on Sunday of like, we are not the end users of the gospel, right? you know, Mm -hmm. Jesus blesses us so that we can bless the world. And I think it's, it's crazy because I think sometimes we think in such these big, like big sweeping pictures, but in reality, it's like getting to hear someone's story, like that's sacred ground, Mm -hmm. you know, being with Mm -hmm. someone else who's other than you and hearing their story is just yeah, it's powerful and it mm-hmm. changes lives. And yeah. that's I, like, I just, I love that, that first of all, that you're here with us tonight, Mark, yeah. but <laughs> even just to hear these stories, I mean, this is just, this is just really important yeah. mm-hmm. and it's, it is a hard conversation, but it's an important conversation yeah. to have. Yeah. yeah. Any other questions, Lindsay, or? I don't know. I I have one thought or one yeah. question. Yeah. This is, seems so heavy, no. this whole issue of homelessness. So I'm wondering how you balance and how you find mm, joy. In this, maybe in work or out of work or? Generally speaking, you know, I, I've been doing this work for a long time. Yeah. And so there's there's just people are going through hard things. And and so personally, it's a sense of balance. Like, mm-hmm. am I doing the things I need to do for myself? Like, mm-hmm. am I am I hiking enough? Or yeah. am I, you know, am, am I listening to music that I like mm-hmm. in the car? Or, and I get out of balance. Mm-hmm. And, and usually 
everybody around me pays the price for that. Mm-hmm. So, so, mm-hmm. so, but as I, right, right. So, um, over time, I think I've gotten a little bit a better mm-hmm. of a sense. I haven't always been good at that. Yeah. And I, I don't know that I'm great at it, but, but I think, <laughs> but paying attention, attending to the balance yeah. is, is important yeah. to me. I think, um, I think I, I also have, I feel blessed mm. that the work I do is very connected to my faith. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. like, in, just in very, very practical, yeah. real ways. So mm. we talked about first church. This happens. This happens more times than it doesn't. But, but one Sunday I was under the bridge, mm. and there was a man who was sick. Mm. And it was it was winter. He had a cold. So I'm breaking out all the cold medicine mm-hmm. that I have, leaving it with him. And then Alex is there with Heiner and all the, this whole group, and they somebody puts their hand mm-hmm. on him. They start praying, and everybody was into mm. it. And they're praying in Spanish. I don't understand a single <laughs> word, but they are getting church on right there. Yeah. yeah. And so. Then I went to my church and the, the sermon topic was prayer. Mm. So I'm mm. sitting, I'm sitting in this room. I still got hiking boots on and, and, <laughs> and, and we're talking about the idea of prayer and mm. it was, and it's really important. It's very theologically deep. It's a good sermon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in first church, I watched. You lived it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so I, I say that because I think my work over time, I, I've learned how it's an extension of my faith, mm. and wow. and and how that not everybody gets that. Yeah. Like, wow. like I have a job I love to do, yeah, and yeah. It, and it and it keeps me. Um, Sunday, yeah, I w- I met two people in a parking garage, and it was really cold. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys I was meeting for a first time, he had he was sleeping. He had a, a moving quilt, a moving mm. blanket around mm-hmm. him. But the woman said he he gave me this blanket because she has a dog and the, the blanket had a big portrait of a dog on it. And he said that I should have it. No, nobody's warm, right? Yeah. Like no, nobody, mm-hmm. there, there's, there's levels of comfort, but there's <laughs> nobody's warm on that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's cold, but he gave up his blanket mm-hmm. because he thought she should have it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he's a believer. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know anything yeah. about that, but you just see these things that remind you that this is really what, and I get to have my day be about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, wow. so I think that's, yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, I think that's, that's beautiful. Big, that, that keeps me yeah. going. What would you say your hope would be? You know, if you could kind of just snap your finger, like the big ask for the Lord, mm-hmm. like God, just answer this one thing. Like what? Yeah. Like what would that be? If we could wave a wand and put everybody inside, yeah, mm-hmm. that would that would fix a superficial hmm. physical mm-hmm. comfort issue. Mm-hmm. But people don't have peace, and they don't have real joy. Mm. And so I could be inside and, and still struggle with whatever yeah. it is I'm struggling with. Maybe that thing got me outside. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's worse because I am outside, I, you know, however yeah. that thing works. But, um, but, and I, and it, it made me think of other places I've been, other ministries I've been able to be a part of in other places of the world where it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it really is for peace mm. uh, and, and, and not only peace in a, in a broad sense, but peace Internally, and we know where mm-hmm. that comes from, but right. but yeah. but to 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 feel at peace hmm. and feel settled. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the people I know don't, yeah, uh, for whatever for whatever reason, whether they're indoor or outdoors, or mm-hmm. they have anxiety and depression, and or, right. or they have right. a childhood past they can't get pat outside mm-hmm. of, or yeah. you know whatever mm-hmm. that thing is, uh, to to be settled and peaceful. Um, and mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't always been that yeah. in, in yeah. my own life, mm-hmm. and, but yeah. you know, but at the times when I am, I know that sort of everything's right where it's supposed to be, where God mm. wants me to be. And mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm with God the way I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Mm. So I would pray for that. Yeah. Mm. yeah it's cool. Yeah. I love that's that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you mentioned some really, really practical ways to be involved, like having meals with people, yeah. being at the North Penn Commons, heading into Mana for, for a meal. And I really want to press the emphasis on their, their need. We need more volunteers for Cold Blue. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any needs that that you sense like, you know, hey, if you guys could do a sock drive or yeah. mm-hmm. man, we could really mm-hmm. use some yeah. in the winter. Um, yeah. What like what? What would what would just be like one or two yeah. super practical things yep. that you guys need? So socks are always important, mm. and good socks are important. Mm. If you think about your socks, you take them off and put them in a dryer or washer. If I'm outside, I might not have that for mm-hmm. months. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so good socks are important. Um, I encourage people to get like the little quarter gallon Ziploc baggies and just put stuff in mm-hmm. um, feminine, feminine mm-hmm. hygiene products. Mm-hmm. Um, all, like they're always in need. Um, yeah. right. And I just put them in bags and I just have them in my car, just being able to hand yeah. them to somebody or give them out to some place where they can, they can, mm-hmm. they can hand them out. But I like to have them with me. So then it's, uh, I meet you. Um, yeah. And that's, that's so easy and so practical and everybody can do it. And if mm-hmm. you have it, it just, and it makes the conversation easier. Yeah. Right? Like here, mm-hmm. here's this, can you use any of this? And yeah. um, mm-hmm. hand warmers at the Walmart hand warmers oh. are huge this time of year. Yeah. yeah, I think we have a few boxes of those from yeah. when uh, yeah. we didn't have heat at church. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> right, 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 right. We did have, yeah, we still do have some boxes. Bringing the outside, inside. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right. not on purpose. <laughs> Mark, if you wouldn't mind, like, just shooting us an email, we'll include them in yeah. the show notes just in terms mm-hmm. of, like, here's some things yeah. that if you have, like, yeah. you know, give them, you know, give them to, to Doug or Lindsay yeah. or, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. then we'll, we'll get them to you. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, Mark, thanks so much yeah. for joining us yeah. this thanks evening. Thank you. Um, <laughs> this has just been really, really helpful and um i I hope that these that your story helps inspire other stories within our community so yeah thanks for having me yeah thank you seeing God between Sundays. So from Monday to Saturday. So Mark, how are you seeing God in the in-between? Yeah. So we talked a little bit earlier in the, in the, in the conversation about sort of finding balance and, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And so one of the things that um, I do is, is I, I, I use a, I, I have an app that mm-hmm. sends me a devotional and, and some Bible verses mm-hmm. each day. And so I start my day and I look forward to that now. I, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time that was a sort of a chore. I got to figure out. My, I got to get mm-hmm. my Bible reading time in, and you know, I, people around me sort of are, are they they think differently about or sort of how should you go about the devotional thing. Mm-hmm. Something reminding me, something smarter than me, like a <laughs> smartphone reminding me. <laughs> Not that bright, yeah. right, right? Um, but it comes to me. But it, but I found that that time in the morning mm. um, is really important to me, and then what happens mm. is something in the day shows up mm-hmm. that I know about differently or I think of differently or I notice in a way that I wouldn't have because of that time in the mm-hmm. morning. Like wow. it's not mm-hmm. just the time. Yeah. It's that some, and it's uncanny. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that it's God, <laughs> right. but, but, but because of there's that practice mm-hmm. and, and um, that calms me, it sets my head on straight mm. for the day. Mm-hmm. And then, but then something happens in the day where I'm like, oh, wow, I read about that this morning yeah. or, or I was thinking that thought and then this thing happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can't explain that. It's yeah. just, mm-hmm. it just happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, That's awesome. So Lindsay, I feel like with your proclamation of we can do double than that yep. with Advent, <laughs> 
um, my sense is how many people do you sense we need from Renew to begin to step into the water of volunteering for Code Blue? Oh man, you want a number? Give me a number. I mean, I'm thinking like 25. Wow, 25. So we're waiting for the first 25 people from Renew <laughs> to contact us to get Sounds involved. Sounds like a bad infomercial. <laughs> Yeah, it does. But that's okay. You all know our hearts. Yes. Um, but it's a really good opportunity for us just to be able to serve in this way. And Yes, our emails will be in the show notes. Um, Mark's email will be there as well, so you can contact him directly. Um, and send us your stories of how you're seeing God Please in between. send us your stories. And get involved with Mark and Access Services. Yeah. All right. We'll see you all later. See ya. Bye.